who it is so we, <laughs> what's up we are going to just jump right in guys um it's been an extra special show and i was going to do a stop and start again kind of thing but it's been a mess so if you're listening to this episode it might be a little herky-jerky wait we're still recording yeah we're recording right now so Come on, man yeah so it's been it's been going uh, we just finished up with jack harvey indie car driver who is awesome he drives a number 45 high v car for ray hall letterman lanigan and it's black and red. It looks like Kylo Ren's helmet. Um, so, but as you guys just heard from him, he's awesome. You should, if you're going to root for somebody in IndyCar, go root for, for Jack Harvey because he's an awesome dude. But at Rule the Galaxy, we've got some of the group back. I'm waiting to see if DDoc cops in. We told Brent saying he's not going to be here, but it's Rule the Galaxy. We're back better than ever. Uh, the World Series is going on. Thursday Night Football is going on. So DDoc's in a little bit of a tizzy. Uh, he's got a lot of stuff on his plate, but we have my great two cousins right here. The two cousins that helped me start this show, Alfie Molinaro, Nick Shesky. Uh, Nick, you just hopped on. So I'll start with you. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm good. I'm glad to see you guys. It's been way too long. My, uh, my October was just stupid. <laughs> like there's no, like late September, October, we had crazy work stuff. And then every person in my family got crazy sick. Uh, so, I mean, it was like, well, I mean, we got out, we have a two-year-old and a six-month-old. And so every, you know, we had fluids coming out of every orifice and everything. <laughs> I mean, just, it was a, it was a hot mess. And so it seemed like every time I tried to jump on or get going uh, for one reason or another, it didn't work, but man, yeah. glad to be on. I've uh, been watching you guys from afar and uh, glad to, glad to be back in the mix. Well, we've got plenty to talk about with you. And one, we are just happy to have you here. And, and gosh, you're right. I, I miss talking to you. And, and, you know, our text chains have even, we've all been kind of so busy and everything. We usually burn that thing up and, you know, work, travel and everything else. And kids has all been uh, all crazy. And Joey was going to try to be here this evening. But as you just uh, mentioned, Nick, his wife's now uh, under the weather, his two month old yeah. son, has a fever and he was like dad i i can't pull away from all that i said kid i've been there i understand completely um so he was going to be there but alfie before we hop on to mr philadelphia how are you doing i saw we had ash from uh pokemon with you there yeah ash is sitting right next to me you know decisions are hard she's sitting here in her pokemon hat and gloves and then also wearing star wars pajamas so you know she splits her love a little bit understood Understood. Well, it's good to see you as well. Um, we're going to hop over to Mr. Philly himself, who's torn between three things, Star Wars, the Phillies, and the Eagles, and he might have just hopped back off. Mr. D-Doc, if you're not there, that's okay. We'll keep going. Um, he knew you were going to pick on him, I, and so I he said, 
Went right I'm getting out him. before you call on me. I, I teed him up and he he just disappeared on us. So um guys, let, let's do this. Um I'll run through everything because I haven't done it yet. Follow us, Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter, on Instagram. Follow us on Rule the Galaxy Podcast on TikTok. Just Rule the Galaxy on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, and if you want to buy Rule the Galaxy gear, like this sign behind me right here, Rule the Galaxy, all caps, all one word on it. Go to Etsy.com. Wait, it's are we there. selling the sign? Oh, we're not selling the actual sign. The sign will stay oh. with me until they put me oh. away. Um, yeah, no, that DDoc might, I don't know. Maybe we'll talk DDoc into making the signs and selling those. I don't know. Probably what happened is the Astros probably just scored. So DDoc shut down while he was probably running and ranting and raving. Well, he threw um, something at his computer. You know, uh, speaking of the sign, I may need a sign like that for my new room next year. You might. Alfie just yes. purchased a new residence, which is yes. awesome. Yeah. How far from where you're currently at? Uh, about 20 minutes south. Wow. Congratulations, man. So down wow. in the, thank you, the Trafalgar area. Okay. Nice. As, as we used to say growing up, Raglefart. Raglefart, yeah. Raglefart, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Nick, since the last time we spoke, um, there's been the show like Andor going on, <laughs> Tales of the Jedi going on. Yes. I was in another country. You were doing stuff with kids. Let's just, just you know, last week, D-Doc and Brent and Alfie did a great job talking about Andor and Tales of the Jedi. But let's just do a roundtable here real quick. One, I'll start. We'll go to Nick next and then bounce to you two superstars. Um, I have, I absolutely loved. Um, you know I love the Clone Wars. You know I love Ahsoka. I now have a, a – I'm a now Dooku fan because of this show. Um, I love the Tales of the Jedi. Tales of the Jedi to me, I hope they do – and you guys mentioned it. I hope they do season two and it's Quinlan Voss and it's – Plo Koon and you know give me some give me a lead up of Luke Skywalker starting the Jedi Academy as a Tales of the Jedi snippet before the show comes out Alfie but I, that's where I am I love those six episodes Nick I'm going to throw it over to you what did you think overall of Tales of the Jedi man I agree I I've rewatched that probably two or three times already just I was shocked with how much I liked it the first episode started a little slow and I was kind of like, okay, I like this, but like, did I need this? Probably not. The Dooku mm -hmm. storylines. And I'm also listening to the audio book. I burned out on the, I, I didn't have time to do the physical, but the audio book of Brotherhood, where Count Dooku is so mm -hmm. integral in that as well too. And reading that through the lens, knowing like some of his story of how he got there. Goodness, it is so freaking good. I was disappointed yeah. when it was done. That last episode, oh my gosh, man. Give me more of that. Like I want more, 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 more. <laughs> uh, and I was surprised. Like I think that's why I liked it so much. Like I saw Tales of the Jedi. I saw the little teaser trailers that were coming out. And I was like, man, who needs this? Like, like what is this? Like why, you know, okay. It was uh, everything I didn't even know that I needed and more. Big fan. There we go. I So we got two pluses. You guys, I listened to your reviews. You want to do a recap? I mean, I, Nick and I are both two thumbs up. We're, we're uh, what's the old TV show? The guy's a two thumbs up, the movie thing. Cisco uh, Niebert. There we go. Uh, we're old. You young people listening to our show will not know who Cisco <laughs> and Ebert no, are. No idea. But we, 
they used to flick people's bick. So there you go. Um, <laughs> Alfie, before we go to D-Doc, uh, rehash your thoughts on Tales of the Jedi. I liked Tales of the Jedi. I really liked the Dooku story. Um, the Ahsoka story was okay. It didn't really do much for me. I Like I said last episode, I think you've made the decision to go live action, and you should stick with that. I think we've gone back to this mm-hmm. period enough times that it, trying to shoehorn more story into Ahsoka, there's plenty of other characters to focus on rather than her. But you didn't want to watch Ahsoka as a baby get picked up by <laughs> some sort no, of I, weird kind I, of wealth cat. And, and I'm not saying cat. that negatively about those episodes. They were good episodes, yeah. uh, but um, I'm just saying... Like I said before, it's like Sirius XM, you know, Bruce Springsteen gets his own channel, right? He shouldn't be, his music should not be played on anything else. So Ahsoka's <laughs> getting her own show. There's plenty of other A-list Jedi to pick out from and tell some stories. Oh, and okay. I think a season two or even three, Obi-Wan's mission to Mandalore to protect Satine when he was would a teenager. be a great story. When he was a teenager? Yes. Oh, I think that would be fantastic. Again, though, what was so good about it was, and why I was so surprised, was how they followed a very linear timeline and filled in gaps that were happening while other events were happening. So, like, to jump from Mm. Qui-Gon Count Dooku to the next episode, you know, we start with Qui-Gon Dooku, and then Qui-Gon's gone. And now you're seeing the fallout and the repercussions. To me, that was some of the coolest, like you're taking the thing that I love and you're just mm-hmm. enhancing it and making it even better. You're taking something we've seen, you know, another scene that we've already witnessed yeah. and then looking at it from a different angle as another character exits that scene. That's it. Yep. Kind of like season seven of the Clone Wars where you get the final arc Man, and nice. they're like, oh wait, Chancellor's been kidnapped. Anakin, we need you to come back, and Ahsoka, now you go take the Siege of Mandalore. Yeah. Very cool. This is going back to those uh, EU novels, Joseph, the Tales of Jabba's mm-hmm. Palace, or the Tales of Mos Eisley. Yeah. Hey, you saw all these characters, now what happens when they leave the cantina, or how did they get there? You know, I I, I remember those, and I, I liked those stories. Those were yeah. fun. Yeah, Tales of the Bounty Hunters, that was a good one. Uh, didn't they have one of the Empire too? Like different officers? Tale, wasn't there Tales of the Empire where they had different people who were going to get killed off by Vader? And I, I can't remember that one off the top of my head. Hey, it sounds right. D Doc, I have to ask. Have, have okay, he's shaking his head. So he go, go ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're perfectly fine. Why do you look so pissed off? Oh my off? god! What's happening? I can't. I, I can't figure out how to get the freaking gallery mode on the Mac computer. And you kind of have like a, run. a 90s MTV kind of oh look. Oh, gosh. You do. Joe, is there video. somewhere on the Mac screen to get the gallery view? I'm stressed uh, up out. Up in the uh, upper corner where it you, says view. Yeah. You should be able to it, click. It just has me floating in a little bubble in the corner, and I just can't find mm. view. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, I'm throwing off man. the podcast here to our it's listeners. A, no, no. That's okay. It's okay. Oh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Let's go. I think Come I got on, it. problem solving. No, um, I didn't get it. Whatever. It I can still hear you guys, and it's it switches the screen. So whatever. <laughs> How are uh, you, D Doc? Yeah. Give us an update on the scores, brother. You know what? I thought I I thought I'm like 
I said, I'm stressed out about the World Series. And listen, I'm like crazy about this stuff. I had my wife's uncle from California talking trash to me last night. And I was like being very, yeah, I was like, don't say anything not nice, like whatever, because I last night was a very bad night because the Phillies got no hit last night. But I'm stressed, but I'm like, you know what? I watched Andor last night. I might as well have the force on my side. The Phillies, the Phillies got no hit. And I'm like, I need some Star Wars connection with this right now. I got the game on and I'm listening to you guys. We're we're good to go right now. That's awesome. Hey, do you I'm know what I though. felt like I felt like that episode of Andor was kind of like a no hit. So maybe no. it's we're just in no line. The, ep- the episode following of, a theme. The episode of Andor was not a no hit. It was a no gun smoke. That's, That's three no gun smokes in a row. <laughs> we we this is unacceptable. Gun smoke. Watching I mean, a lot of talking. Um, okay, so we went around, and I'm not even going to bug D Doc about Tales of the Jedi unless he wants to throw something in on it. Um, but go ahead, keep no, going. <laughs> you're fine. Okay. Um, look, I, I've I've been having discussions with people recently about Andor. Okay, and. Um, I'm a light side kind of guy. I like happy stories. I like things that, you know, make me feel good. I was talking to Jack Harvey. We were talking about Ted Lasso and talking about how that show makes you feel good watching Ted Lasso. Um, So I'm, I'm all about the upbeat stuff, but then I look at this Andor story and there's not a lot of happiness. There's not in, in nine episodes now, not a lot of happiness, not a lot of things to be upbeat about you see the empire just keep pounding and pounding but yet i'm 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 not, I'm not gonna lie joey thinks this show is very very slow i'm completely intrigued and alfie i know i've listened to all your reviews um there's something about it to where i'm like i love mandalorian don't get me wrong i love the, the pop-ups of luke in the mandalorian we've talked about boba fett we've talked about obi-wan but this, I don't feel like there's the fluff. I'm not saying Star Wars is fluff, but some of those shows were little fluff fillers sometimes, right? Yeah, this is the complete opposite. Is this, this is even all a Star Wars potatoes. show anymore? Right. It's all meat That's and potatoes. Fair. I mean, That's fair. It's I, like space-born legacy. I, I, I'm so enthralled by the, the Mon Mothma character, by her banker friend. I want to know who the heck is, and I wrote it down, who the heck is Dav- Davos Golden? I mean, I want to know these things. You know, uh, Tay Kalma. I mean, you've got soap opera mixed with born, uh, born legacy movies all into this show because the husband and the wife aren't getting along, which he makes the daughter not like her. And then they, they think, oh, maybe she's having an affair with the banker friend and all these things going on there. And then, oh, by the way, her sister just happens to be Val, who, who was just with Andor. I mean... And then you get Slapface and, and Deidre, who uh, I love that combo right now going on. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% in. I'm Brent Dykeman right now. I am Brent freaking Dykeman when it comes to Andor. I'm loving the show. Somebody run with it. I'm loving this show. Don't get me wrong. But everything you just mentioned in this episode that happened that you liked, yes, I groaned about because... <laughs> Davos everything you said is wrong no you're right all dumber we're we're all fascinated (laughs) by it but at the same time 
you know, they mentioned this Davos character. So that means next episode, we're going to get some really awkward scene with Mon Mothma and Davos. And nothing's going to happen, but it might happen in the episode after the next one. And something, there's some connection with Val to all of this. Is something, you know, I don't know, but it's probably not going to happen in the next episode. There'll well, probably be another five-minute scene to expand her character a little more. We've done nine episodes now, right? Really? Mm-hmm. And, and didn't right. you say the last two were their own kind of arc? Yes. The next one will be the, 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 jailbreak. the finale of the jailbreak. And then we'll get the return to Ferrix episode eventually. Is this from 11 Reddit? and 12? No, this was from, this is just what I think. If you're following oh, yeah. the, okay, okay, the okay. book of Alfie. Yeah. If, yeah. uh, if you read what the director had to say, he said the f- first one, first three was an arc. The second three was an arc. Episode seven was a standalone, then eight, nine, 10 were an arc, and then 11 and 12 were the finale arc. Gotcha. So that's really, what he said. we're in the middle of the prison break arc. Right. That'll be the next episode. So, so I'm going to throw something out there, and this is going to be, this is going to be heavy. All right. And maybe I'm way off, but this is what I felt. Bring it. When you look at a massive government takeover, when you look at historical massive involvement by the government and then putting their thumb down on the people, right? The people become worthless tools to their end game. And we've seen that in in regimes all over the history of, of the world. But here's the empire putting the port in, which is the redoubling of your of your prison sentence right so if you've been Mm -hmm. sentenced you're automatically just like we see the guy from four didn't get to leave he just they put him on level two which then Mm -hmm. all those people got killed right but the the thing nobody's listening this is where you know we're cheaper than using machines right if we die they just discard us machines they've got to repair do things to all that this to me was like, wow, we're getting really in deep where life doesn't have any value to the empire. It, it just doesn't. If you're not 100% in with them, you have no value. And well, no. It, it's just, it's right there in front of you. They kill, you know, here's, here's the old man. Instead of saving him, just stick a needle in him and he's done. I mean, life has no value. It's right. And the doctor says, calls for a, a bag and a cart. <laughs> right. That's what, you know, that's what you mean to the empire. And, you know, we've always known that about the empire. You know, there's countless stories in the EU comics, novels, whatever, in in the current canon about them completely wiping planets out because they were non-compliant and the empire needed something there. We we did not get Luthen in this episode, right? right? We had we had Cyril and we had Deidre. Um. The title, nobody's listening. That was a double-edged sword. The nobody was listening to the inmates because they don't feel like they're valuable enough to even listen to them. What are they going to do, right? How are they going to break out of there? Mon Mothma giving a speech. Nobody's listening to her. I mean, so you've got deaf ears on both sides. It was you know double use of that nobody's listening title right there. Um, I don't know. I just, I just feel like for the first time in a star Wars show, I'm sitting there going, I'm excited that this thing is actually 24 episodes because I want to dig through all this until we get to rogue one and see Andor uh, gun smoke that guy to start the show. So go ahead, D doc. Yeah. And I know I stepped out for a minute um, there, but 
I, I hear what you're saying, Joe, and I've seen a lot of people talking um, online about what they do and don't like about this show and whether it does or doesn't feel like Star Wars. And um, to me, the reason why it might not feel like Star Wars is because this show is opening the curtain on uh, an area of the Empire that we've really never seen before to me. And that's, to me, what I like the most about it. I'm okay with the slow burn because I'm not going into this show every week wondering, like, is Obi-Wan going to see Vader this week? <laughs> is, is, you know, Hayden Christensen going to show his uh, face this week or whatever? It's just kind of like, where is this story going to progress? So not saying I'm, like, lowering my expectations, but I'm just enjoying seeing this different view of the Empire because I, I liked last night's episode, actually, like... I don't know. I don't leave it feeling disappointed. I don't leave it feeling like I want to run through a brick wall either, you know, but yeah. it's, it's kind of, I, I just enjoy the story that they're telling. I enjoy it and I like it. Don't get me wrong. I just think it's just been drug out way too long. Okay. We, yeah. We've, we got, you know, Deidre and Slapface's story moved like another inch, you know, another cog on the wheel. How big is this stinking wheel, man? It's nine episodes. Go Do something with the story a little bit. Go ahead, Nick. Wait, I want to interject though. Joe, you said the thing about, you know, no one's listening kind of thing. Yeah. I think that's ironic seeing is that one of the pieces in the episode that made me just like, like I was, I, I'm into this show. I love it. Like, I'm not saying that I don't love it. I do think it's moving a little slow, but that's part of it. Is it really 24 episodes? Is that 12, true? 12 this season, 12 next season. 12 this season. Okay, 12 next season. The torture scene of Bix, where <laughs> we're taking the screams of the children that we eradicated mm. off this planet. Like, you talk about nobody listening. Like, mm. I felt like it was the whole theme of this episode was really like, the value of human life is low. Nobody cares. We do what we want. We're going to get what we want. Suck it. You know, yeah. I'm going to. They're I'm all gonna... in a prison. Every yeah, character in this episode is in a prison. So I'm going to say this. The Bix scenes remind me of Hitchcock. And the reason is, is in Hitchcock, it was never about seeing the blood and the murder. It was yeah. the after effect and, and the, the lead up to it. Right. We don't know what's going through her ears at all. But Brilliant. to see her have that reaction to it and that doctor getting giddy thinking about telling yeah. her what's coming I, I just i was like dude that's that's pretty good i mean that's pretty good filming right there that's pretty good you know tv it's so, dark is what yeah. it is yeah i i agree i look uh, i don't know would if they made this kind of a show with some other character like an a-list character top tier character would we be as would would society in general be this low on it? Because Jack Harvey was just on with me. Jack was like, "Why is nobody talking about Andor?" He was like, "I'm over the moon." And he goes, "I love it." He goes, "But nobody's talking about it." He said, "When you were watching Mandalorian, man, you couldn't even look at social media because you 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 you'd lose what was going to happen in the show." He goes, "I can go a day and not watch Andor, and nobody's put anything about it on on social media." So, yeah, unless, I just was talking to a guy at work shows up. that What's didn't that? realize it came out Wednesday morning. <laughs> yeah. 
What'd you say? I agree, uh, Joe. I, I don't like avoid Twitter at all the day, yeah. the day of Andor. I'm just like, it's like regular day because I don't see any spoilers on my timeline. I don't see as many people talking about it, but to me, it's a, to me, it's probably the second best product that I think we've gotten from Disney plus so far, but that's just my opinion. But I mean, I would as agree far with as, that. Yeah. As far as storytelling goes. Yeah. And not movie wise either, not Disney yeah. era, but uh, TV show wise. Um, I, I just feel like Disney there, era. there's also not much to spoil though. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. There really is. What, what, I mean, what would you have spoiled this episode that Val is Mon Mothma's cousin? Yeah, uh, oh, I thought it was her sister. True. Isn't that her sister? They call I her. I thought Aunt. he said your cousin. Yeah, I think it's cousin. Is it cousin? Okay, my bad. I I zoomed right past that because they were calling her Auntie Auntie Val or whatever. So that's maybe, a good yeah. point, Alfie. There's not a ton in this episode that you're like, hey, did you see the part where, you know. Did you see the part where the old guy that was helping them build stuff when he died? He had a like, stroke. You know, like there, the there's hallway. not a ton of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. It's just, it's, you're hey, right. There's not a ton. I, you know what? Andor has been cutting this pipe for 40 ships. <laughs> <laughs> I look, I did not care for Snoke. I did not care for that character at all. Yes. Andy Circus did a good voice to it. Right. Whatever. But, <laughs> They could have gone through the whole sequel trilogy. I didn't need Snoke in there at all. You just put Kylo Ren up in that spot already. Um, but Andy Serkis in the in these episodes he's been in, off the charts good. He yes. goes from being this jerk who's in charge of it, who's thinking, I only have this much time to get out, I'm getting out, and then the light goes on, he isn't getting out. And no. so now it's like, oh, never more than 12, right? Boom. Yeah. He's like, I'm in now. Let's go. That character development is fantastic. <laughs> That's really, great. really good. Yeah. Yeah. Were, were any of you guys at that moment just like, yes, I cannot wait to see this guy join up, you know, with, with Andor now because he was a very intriguing character as, as it was going, you know? So I, I'm excited. I, 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 the stuff I love about this show, it's like, it's funny. I don't know. I get jacked up about random stuff. And I don't know. Yeah, and I'm the same way. I get don't get me wrong. I'm totally in love with the show. I really am. I love 99 out of a hundred things about this show. It's just that one category really brings it down, and that's entertaining. It's just not very entertaining. That's that's what I see a lot of people of anything I see, people say. If this wasn't a Star Wars show, I wouldn't watch it. No, I wouldn't. I would have stopped watching after episode three, probably. Just being honest. But this oh, is, I would have kept watching it because it feels like it feels like um like World War II espionage. Like that's what I like about it. Like the Luthan scenes have been some of my favorite. Like when that that exchange, I didn't get to talk about it. That exchange where Mon Mothma and him, she's like, "Did you do this?" And he's like smiling, you know, picking up things from around the mm -hmm. different, from the room. That's some of the coolest, like we are being watched at every corner, but we're also screwing these guys so hard that it's just work. You know, like for me, I love it. Like that's the stuff. It feels like you're in a world war two thriller. I, I like that. Like dirty dozen or something, yeah. you know, like I love it. It, it reminds, yes, I could, I could see, what was that movie with Bill Murray and John Candy or John Goodman, uh, Minute, uh, Monument Men, when they were going and oh, yeah. saving all the artwork from that Hitler was stealing. 
this feels like that would fit into that realm right there. Mm -hmm. And Nick, with your short stories you've written, this fits right into the meat and potatoes of of okay, what, wait a that time frame that you love. This is the time I frame watched you love. That ISB roundtable, and I'm watching it going, damn, why didn't I get these done sooner? Like, this is the, you know, that's it. That's what it looked like. That's what yeah. I saw. That's what I envision it being, except it's way more cutthroat and gruesome. But I loved it. I thought it was, I thought it was good. Go ahead, D-Doc. And I couldn't help but to think last night watching that ISB roundtable that some of these guys are going to get picked off at some point, in my opinion. I think it's going to hit straight to home to them at some point, uh, whether it's Deidre or, you know, Slapface or, or, or one of these people sitting at the round table, I do think that it's, it's going to get very close to home with them at some point. Obviously, they're the ones who are really on the trail with this right now. But I think the know. red-haired guy is a spy. I think he works for the Rebels. The one with the mustache? Yeah. Interesting. The one who knows the thing about Scarif? And just always happens to be late. Is yeah, he, all the time. Is he the one? Was he? He asked a lot of really pointed one? questions. He looks um, like a character from Rogue One. You're thinking of the radar guy who runs after Mon Mothma. Okay. Saint Senator. Mom, mom, Senator. <laughs> right. Yeah, that guy. Easy, yeah. Private. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've seen that movie a time or two. Yeah, I, I have, I have really. I mean, look, I really enjoy it. I, you know what? I'm going to take us off this because I don't want to put Alfie to sleep. Um, You're not going to put me to sleep. I, I like the show just as much as everyone else. I'm just being honest about myself. I, did, it's no, not for I, me. And you know what? To be honest with you, I kind of enjoy – I enjoy that we kind of have differing opinions yeah. on this show. You know, it's like it, we're not all on the same page. It's totally fine. It's allowed to happen. Look, you know what I mean? Like – I'm not it, I'm not telling Alfie he should love it and he's not telling yeah. me I shouldn't. You know yeah. what I mean? It's this to me, I felt the same way, and you're gonna find that not many people think this. I felt the same way about Breaking Bad. Okay. We've seen Rogue One, right? Mm -hmm. I watched the last season of Breaking Bad at work. Just I worked third shift at the time. It was on. We watched it. I went and tried to go back and start from season one. I thought this is the most boring show <laughs> I have ever watched in my entire life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nothing ever happens. I gave up on that one too. But hmm. if you watch the last season, it makes it seem like it's all, it's a completely different show with a lot of action. Go ahead, Nick. Here's what I'm holding hope for though, that while it feels <clears throat> slow now, the, I feel like the piece that's missing out of what we're seeing so far is um, like, if you go watch the Jason Bourne movies, like you're missing the assassin that's like being sent out to go just like pick people off, kind of like what D Doc was talking about, but just like mm -hmm. at large. Like I'm waiting for um, you know, to get to an episode where the ISB is like, okay, so it is, you know, here's our thread line. Now here's how we go take them out and we go actually go about, you know, eliminating the problem and we send out our assassins or our killer like you know and they introduce some sort of character that's awesome now will they do that i don't know but i was watching this last episode and watching that being like when do you release the assets like to go out and go you know handle business and take care of people like that's what i'm interested in well he said i completely agree with you nick yeah. but this has also been nine hours compared to <laughs> two hours of a jason Bourne movie yep. we need a little more 
you know, oh, going God. forward. Mm-hmm. Man, that's four movies. That's four yeah. movies. We've watched this four is a movies. lot of content, and it's great. It just needs a little more. If it had some great action scenes, I could see coming back and rewatching this multiple times. I don't even need great action scenes. I just need like a once every two episodes shocking like like at the end of the episode of the heist when Cassian kills the dude mm. that's on there. Guns, For me yeah. I was like Guns, I'm in. Here we go. Let's see what's going on. Like that's char- you know like something shocking out of left field. I I'll stick around. It's the like slow burn Mon Mothma being like we need to get more money. Boom, roll credits. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> okay. We knew I, that, but come on, let's keep going. Do something. What did Hook you it guess, with a stick? What did you guys think of? So we, we've been looking at Deidre, Dedra, Deidre, as being pretty much all hardcore evil, right? Like she is cutthroat. She's going to do everything she can to be successful and to take charge. I mean, she's only been in that department for a, a short period of time. But after talking to Cyril, he suddenly gets a promotion and she could have had him arrested for coming and stalking her, which is basically what he did. And instead, she was like, just like before, the next time you do something, you won't be talking to me. This time, the next, you know, if you do this again, you're, you're going to basically pay the price. I, there's something there. What, what's going to go? Alfie, do you know what's going to happen between those two? Are they teaming up? Is he joining forces or is there going to be another story? It seems like they're teaming up, but man, that scene had some really weird tension from it. Mm -hmm. And it seems like they're, I mean, sorry, but it seems like there's going to be some weird sex at some point between those two. (laughs) To be totally clear, I agree with you, Alfie. I watched it and I was like, ooh. This yeah, is weird. It, it's this weird. Is like, like, stop it. Yeah, yeah it's don't. really uncomfortable. And it's like a power play, but it's not at the same time. Don't ever talk to me again. But if I, you know, I wouldn't say no if you show up <laughs> yeah. outside the, you know, tomorrow. Yeah, you want me to stop. Okay. Yeah, like that. It's, it's weird. It was, it was oh, really awkward. Yeah. yeah, but at the same time, I'm kind of turned on that you're stalking me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know you are, but I kind of like it. Oh, it was man. Weird. Okay. Good. I'm glad we all felt that awkwardness there, but I still think it's a good storyline to have those two and the issues. And I kind of want Cyril to Cyril to get promoted and to move on up the ladder because I want him to go put it in his mom's face because his mom, it, it, between Mon Mothma's husband and Cyril's mom, I'm like, man, somebody needs to take those those two out. I'm I'm kind of done with those two. Go ahead, Nick. That's what I thought the shocking thing was going to be. Like I was waiting for him to like murder her with a bowl of cereal or something. Like I was, I know it sounds crazy, but I was like, he gives off those vibes. He totally does. I was like, I've watched too many other shows. I was like, this is how it happens. How they endear us to this character. Cause right now I'm like, why are we watching this? Like, what does it matter that this guy, like, why are we following? I was like, Mm -hmm. he's going to kill her with a fork or with the cereal bowl or yeah. something violent the way he was slurping the cereal oh, as yeah he was That's talking to it. drown her out her voice i'm telling you by the end of this season if he doesn't kill her i'm gonna be shocked okay um one i i love that storyline great um <laughs> uncle harlow we still have no idea who uncle harlow is so we don't know who Dabo scolden is except he's the wealthiest thug of them all 
which is kind of weird because you got Jabba and Black Sun and, you know, all the Crimson Dawn and all those kind of things out there. Um, so you got that, but Uncle Harlow still, I mean, it could be anybody and everybody. I mean, Vel and Mothma being connected now. We don't know what's going to go on with Uncle Harlow. Are we going to find out who Uncle Harlow is? Does it matter? What's the name of the guy that runs the ISB roundtables? I forget. I'll do a quick search if you guys do. Keep, we know. Uh, yeah, yeah. We just so. call him uh, Kyburn because that's who he was on Game of Thrones. <laughs> wow. Do, uh, that's what I'm curious. I've, I've been sitting here going, is there some sort of connect where all of a sudden he's going to walk into an office? Like, you're not going to be talking to me. You're going to be talking to my supervisor. Oh, wait, it's your uncle oh. who runs something. And wow. he's like, yeah, I know. I know who I would talk to. <laughs> I'm related to him. Also, huh. I murdered his sister with a bowl of cereal. <laughs> he's a uh, part part to gas. Major name? Major part to gas. Oh, well, we never get Harlow's theory. last name. No, we never get Harlow's last name. Oh, those go together. Harlow, Harlow Partagas. Yeah. I know after I that eat a lot sounds... of tacos, mm. I Harlow Partagas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <good>. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to distract us from the weirdness that we're talking about, these characters. Um, did you guys check out the new Six Inch Black series they just, they just announced? We have Darth Malak. Basila Shan, the Ray before mm. Ray, an Ark Stormtrooper, and drumroll please, Mara Jade. Wow. And Dr. Afra, right? And Dr. Afra. Sorry, Dr. Afra. Yes. Yeah. So w w what are we thinking here? I mean, those, those are, first of all, I'm waiting for Jax to show up, Jackson to show up in something on Disney Plus. I haven't seen him yet, but they brought him back. Is, is Disney and Lucasfilm making characters that they actually know will sell instead of ending up in Ollie's? Or because, I mean, people love Revan and that storyline with Bastilla Shan. People love uh, all the Sith. So you got Darth Malak. Um, I think people like uh, Dr. Afra. She seems rather popular. Uh, but Mara Jade... We've been begging for a Mara Jade six inch black series for since they came out with them. And here it is right now. I mean, I've seen a lot of six inch black series that just sit and dangle and sit on those posts, you know, quite a bit. I, I have a feeling these, this group right here actually will do pretty well. What are you guys thoughts on that? I think they'll do pretty well, especially I, I really think the Mara Jade will sell out fast. It'll be a hard one to find. You really don't see those, um, weird box ones in the store very often uh that she's coming out in oh yeah what is yeah. that line uh, i can't remember what yeah. it is exactly yeah they came out with those uh luke in uh heir to the heir to, heir to the empire yeah yeah heir to the empire um mall was that with it yeah jackson mm -hmm. yep right there i i did find the or i'm sorry i pre-ordered the fet that came in that box the okay droids fat i but i did see a few of them finally at target i, I think i've seen well. one kersantan at best buy which is a terrible figure i'm sorry absolutely terrible but yeah. it's really surprising to me how much the uh kenobi line is dangling on the pegs 
I thought they would sell a little better than they have. I don't know if it's just, it seems like they were way overstocked for as little as we've seen in the past year to all of a sudden have, you know, a row of nothing but Darth Vader or a row of nothing but Reva. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know. I, I agree. I got the Kenobi, the Wanderer six inch black series. I think it's an awesome figure. You know, Doc, I love that you still, you proudly display your Jackson that uh that was sent out to you that's oh just- yeah it's sitting it's sitting uh right over on the corner that was uh that was your reward uh after i sent you the sign that was like kind of your like uh payback and i haven't unboxed that one i don't think i will <laughs> that's kind of like special to me because I that like was that kind figure. of my that was like my start to uh joining the the show honestly that was when that was right around when i first came yep. on here so. yeah and um, I will also say this, Joe, if you have the World Series on in front of you, I'm probably delayed because I'm on Sling TV. So if you see me freak out about uh, a minute after something happens, then that's why. No, and we had listeners. I'll be something happens. We had to move some TVs around in my house. And so right now my office does not have one. So I am uh, I am TV less right now in here. So I have no idea between Thursday Night Football or the World Series. <laughs> Neither yep. one of them are in front of me. I, I I haven't watched the Eagles at all. And right now Harper's on second and Castellanos is at a full count with two outs. So there we go. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, another topic that hit me this week that I, 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 I think we really need to hit on. If you guys don't mind, I, th- I think it, I think it's meaningful. Um, what uh, just a few days ago was the 10 year anniversary of Disney taking over Star Wars. 10 years. What is it? October was it Halloween? October thirty first or October thirtieth? I can't remember. Uh, of two thousand twelve. Um, how ten years? I mean, can you believe that it's been that long? It seems to me. I remember listening to uh, the Star Wars Report and uh, Rebel Force Radio when it happened. I remember listening to all the talk about, oh my gosh, this happened, and here's what we think is going to happen. Blah 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 the announcements, everything, but it's been 10 years and it just amazes me all the stuff that has transpired. And heck we've got a freaking Disney park now with, with uh, star Wars in it. What are your guys thoughts about a 10 year anniversary of Disney? Good, bad, or indifferent. Any, any thoughts on being 10 years and think about this. Joey graduated right around then. That's kind of scary. Uh, you guys, I mean, I don't know how old you guys all are. Nick, you were in college, right? At that time. I mean, I'm the same age as Joey. Really? Okay. I thought you were a year older. Okay. All right. Oh no, yeah. Same, same age. So I was, I was, well, you were a freshman in college, right? 10 years. Yeah. I was a freshman in college. Yeah. So that's the same. Joey had just graduated yeah. as a freshman in college. I mean, yeah. that, that just blows me away. You know, he's married with a kid and a house and, oh, you know, 900 pets. Yeah, <laughs> a lot has happened for me in that 10 year span as well. I was 21 and yeah, married with uh, three kids <laughs> and uh, three pets as well. So, okay. So, crazy. Look, looking back at that, being a 21 year old guy when Star Wars and Disney collided, did you think 10 years from now I'll be doing a podcast? I'll be making videos. I'll be on YouTube, TikTok, all those other things. I'll have the Death Star plate behind me in my seat. That I which is so in. cool, by the way. <laughs> Very cool. I've not seen it yet, D. Yeah. That's awesome. That was uh, that was my little uh, trunk or treat thing. It's uh, yes, 
I saw all the pictures you sent, but I didn't see it with the backlight. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's it's cool. Beautiful. I have it in red right now for the Phillies vibes, even though they're down two to one. But um, mm. yeah, what's funny is I was not so social media connected to all of this at that time. It's like I had a Facebook and an Instagram and I like followed my Star Wars pages and I had my Star Wars fandom. Like I would build the Legos and I was a Star Wars fan, but like I wasn't like interacting with other fans the way I started two years down the line. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, all that stuff didn't start for me until after, uh, you know, the sequel trilogy was done and, you know, all this stuff started happening. If anything, I, I started become a, becoming a part of Star Wars community after uh, The Mandalorian, I would say. And yeah, it's been, it's been crazy. It's the, the, the fact that it's 10 years and I mean, we've gotten a lot out of them. Mm-hmm. You know, we've gotten three movies and a lot of shows, but um, has it been satisfying uh, as far as movies go? I don't know. Show wise, I'm happy. Movie wise, not so sure. Alfie, how about I, you? You were you were any of your you only had what? Well, you had two kids at the time, but they were little, little when it first yeah, happened. I, I would have been 35. Enzo would have been three. Inslee was probably less than a year old. And, you know, I, you're going to find this hard to believe, but, you know, I really wasn't plugged into the whole Star Wars network then. So it took me days to get this news. Uh, yeah, I didn't immediately get on any blogs or anything and start reading uh, f- supposed movie scripts or, you know, the, the deal or what was going to happen. I thought you were going to say like there's a kid on the na- on the corner going big no Star Wars Star Wars kid. <laughs> no, I read all was, about it. In all honesty, yeah, I was plugged in. I knew as soon as I I worked third shift at the time, I had all the notifications on my phone. You know, I I was getting texts from you know all the Star Wars groups I was in. Have you read this news? I drove to work that night, and it, there was a guy on second shift waiting at the door to the factory. You know. Hey, did you? Hear? I was like, yeah, I already know. He's like, yeah. I wanted to be the first one to tell you. I was oh, like, oh, I'm sorry. But ten years. I mean, we've gotten some good stuff. I think, honestly, without the Mandalorian, I think we would have a completely different view of Disney Star Wars. I think, mm-hmm. as a Star Wars fan, we say it all the time. I'm always going to watch i'm always going to like love you know new content but uh movie wise you know rogue one was really good the the whole experience of the force awakens is irreplaceable you know i can remember going to the first force friday for the force awakens thinking my god is this what it's going to be like all the time with disney star wars but (laughs) you know um I think they've they've tried really hard to do some good things with like Galaxy's Edge and the Star Cruiser. I just think they've tried too hard to make Star Wars their own thing rather than selling Star Wars. I don't really think you have to make Star Wars your own. And to me, that's been one of the biggest disappointments with like Galaxy's Edge and the Disney experience. I, I've said it before, you know, we went right when Rogue One came out, I think on blu-ray 
mm-hmm. while we were at Disney. So that, that's kind of the time frame. The buzz, the, the Disney magic in Hollywood studios was off the charts. It was as soon as you walked in, do you like Star Wars? Because we just bought Star Wars. Everything's going to be Star Wars soon. Do you want to buy some Star Wars stuff? Because we've got tons of Whereas now it's still that way, but it's just different <laughs> because it's like you can only buy their Star Wars. Yeah, I like it. It's a good approach. Nick, how about you? Yeah, I completely agree with that, Alfie. I go back 10 years ago. I was in college at the peak. Like if there's a midnight premiere of anything, we're going. We're going to be a part of it. I have mm-hmm. time. I was desperately single. so. Like I was not even in like the glimmers of a relationship. So I had plenty of time to read and, you know, do all this stuff. And I think you're spot on with that. If it wasn't for the Mandalorian, I think we'd be having a very different conversation right now. And really, I would say this, if it wasn't for Dave Filoni, I feel like mm. we'd be having a very different conversation right now. The Clone Wars season seven that we got back. Uh, like there's been glimmers where it's like, this is amazing. And listen, I am a, like, if there's optimists, I'm Optimus Prime, mm-hmm. right? So like I will champion, I'm all about it. At the same point, I feel like there's been enough where you're like, wait a minute, like, okay, so we went really one for three on movies that made any sort of coherent sense. We had, uh, you know, some shows that were good, but what, I, what I'm fearing these days and what I'm, what I'm seeing, and you've seen it a little bit over it, and I would say Marvel is probably a couple of years ahead in this, but now there's like a cannibalization of, of content where like they're coming out with stuff. Like somebody sent it in the, in the group meet today of like uh, the funeral scene yes. in Avengers. That was me. It was like, yeah. <laughs> and it was so accurate where it was like, this was, this funeral scene was marking the last good Marvel thing you'll ever see because now we've got this, you know, this IP that we just have to keep churning out content on. That to your point, Alfie, it doesn't feel like what it was. Now it's like, well, we're making it our own thing and doing it, you know, this way. And it feels so disjointed uh, that my my fear is that we could get to that with Star Wars at some point too, just because it's there's now this thing in the water where it's not like before uh, you know, Star Disney bought it there was not a ton of frequency. So like you would have the writers that would do whatever the heck they wanted and only the hardcore people would watch it. But then you would have the movies that would come out every three years or something like that, that were fully George Lucas source material driven mm-hmm. that were on vision on standard. And you were like, yeah, the, the dialogue was wooden, but that felt like star Wars. Like there's no doubt that that's what that is. Now there's such a demand for content and we're just churning stuff that even like Kenobi was like, it was good, but it wasn't like, wow, that satisfied what I was looking for and what I hoped it would be. I don't know if that makes sense, but for me, I feel like it's been mm-hmm. like thumbs up, but also, okay, but how does this, how is this sustainable long-term? Because we're going to run out of stuff. We're churning yeah. the water with, with Andor right now. We're like, we're in a time period that like my only beef, I was watching it again these days and you see this, the scale and the scope of this massive prison there. And you're like, guys, we've been around for like 10 years. So like, it's not like this prison is like rings of power, you know, thousands of years old. This was like 
like seven years ago, the clones were around. So like, how did we get from here to there so fast? We're going to run out of time. Yeah. D-Doc, you were going to say something. Yeah. As Nick was like talking about this, honestly, uh, I almost feel like Marvel's success is almost to blame for the output of a lot of this stuff that we get because they were so successful with putting things out in rapid fire that everybody's like, we got to do that Marvel format. And I mean, you see, you've seen what has happened to DC with the Marvel format. Mm. Um, Yeah. They have not done well. And now they're, now they're resetting. They literally just hit the red button and said, all right, reset this, you know, we'll use some of the same actors, whatever, but like, let's pretend some of this never happened. Um, I don't know that Star Wars is ever going to do that, but I feel like there's like inklings of it kind of close to happening to me because Disney wants money. Uh, I started following this YouTube guy who basically almost only talks about the dollar signs of Disney, you know, when it comes to the parks, when it comes to Disney plus all their things, you know, Fox uh, searchlight, which they bought, which, Disney has been trying to recoup for that because they really haven't done much with it. You know, I watched this whole documentary about how um, the new guy, Bob Chapek has had to kind of pick up the ball for, um, was it uh, Iger who sold mm-hmm. it? Or, uh, Bob Iger. Or, yeah. Iger who stepped down. He kind of bought Fox searchlight and did all this stuff with the money. He bought star Wars. He did all this stuff. And then was kind of like, all right, I'm out. There's a pandemic now. Good luck, buddy. Like, and that's why we're seeing like a lot of weird shuffling going on with Disney. I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like Disney has a large influence on where star Wars is at right now. And the fact that Marvel and star Wars are owned by the same company, you know, it's like, well, these guys are doing this. You should try to do this too, but maybe we should take a little bit more time and think about the story that we're going to tell with this or the production level that we're going to do with it. Maybe uh, we should do one show instead of two shows and put all of our focus on that and all of our money into that to make it more memorable. Because let's face it, Star Wars fan base is a critical fan base. Yep. We all love it. But, um, you know, it's a it's a different animal. And you can't you can't try to navigate all these lanes the same way because people catch on to it. You know, do you guys think if if Star Wars slash Disney comes out with the next movie they come out with, which we know now isn't going to be at least until what, 2025, something like that. Jeez, um, yeah. If they come out with something and it lays a complete egg oh. or it's a message movie, or it's a, we're going to tell you how smart we are kind of movie or whatever. Where, where does it go from there? Does star Wars just become a, a Disney plus miniseries program after that i mean or do they i mean look you said dc hit the reset button do you know with the technology today and with all that kind of stuff or recasting do you go back and reset star wars again because you know people of the original trilogy people of the prequels they're gonna pay they're gonna pay money if you give them things about that time and things to purchase and all that so i don't know alfie go ahead eventually someone's going to pick up on the fact on what made their first two projects so successful financially the force awakens 
in Rogue One were lightning in a bottle right there, coming out of the gate, making billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. But they were so similar to A New Hope. They fit right into that mold. Force Awakens, whether you love it, you hate it or whatever, made billions of dollars. What was it, like $4 billion or something like that? It's like in the top five, I think, of yeah. highest grossing movies because it followed a formula. And it, yes, there were the mystery boxes. Whether you like those or not, that's beside the point. It was an easy movie to jump into. It was a movie for us to take our children and see. And they felt just the same way as we did seeing A New Hope or seeing episode one, whichever time frame you went, mm-hmm. you know, you fit in. Rogue One was a great movie. And it felt like it was just on the other side of A New Hope. It fit in perfectly. So, yes, eventually somebody's going to say, you know what? Screw all this stuff. Get me a solid director. Get me a Spielberg or somebody. And let's recast and remake A New Hope and make $6 billion and recoup all of our losses. And we'll have to eat the, the reviews. And we'll have to, you know, the trolls will be after us online. But you know what? It's going to put people in the seats. going to sell popcorn tins. It's going to sell cups, you know, the souvenir cups. It's going to sell toys. And let's get back to the basics. It's almost like they need to bring in uh, the wolf from uh, Pulp Fiction, yeah. the uh, the guy who fixes everything, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they call him, right? The wolf? He's yes, like, the wolf. Know, That's yeah, all you had to say. <laughs> I, you know, as much as years ago, I would have said it would have never happened. And we've talked about it on this show before. And I've said, okay, maybe they'll redo it animated, right? Maybe they'll, yeah. maybe they'll do. But if this next movie... If this, because you're getting, you guys are right. I mean, here's Andor, who we all agree, while it's not like pushing the envelope on the entertainment scale, as Alfie says, but it's the meat and potatoes, it's gotcha, it's acting, it's all this stuff. If it's not getting the reviews, it's not moving the needle, guys. I mean, outside of Star Wars fans, right? People aren't watching it. It's not bringing new people in. No. But so you got this. You're going to have the people from the prequel era who are going to like and want to watch the Ahsoka series. Um, but if that next movie comes out and lays an egg, the more I think about it, the more I think they might just say, screw it. All that stuff still matters, still counts. We're just going to do a new vision of everything right. that we've done in the past. Because how many, how many Batman movies have there been? I mean, how many Supermans have there been? How many people have played Batman? How many people have played Superman? How many James Bonds, right? I mean, how many Spider Mans? How many Spider Man? We get excited about Spider Man, and they're on like what eleven or something. I mean, the more I think about it now, guys, because we're just getting to a point where people are like, we can't make something good. We can't. Pay. It's simple. Take it, redo it with new actors, new special effects, and make Star Wars look like wow and and start all over again and fix all the little tweaks that people say oh you know in that movie they could have done that better right or whatever so go ahead nick how do you then account for solo flopping so hard minus minus i understand the directing however true or false that the beef was we've got a new person playing 
Han Solo. Okay. Solo's flop. Multi, there was multi prongs on this one. I get it. It's multifaceted, the, but one of the, the, one the of biggest the problem was, that it had was that they basically had to make two movies. So you take a $200 million movie and then you make it a $400 million movie. Right. Now you've you got to recoup, recoup that. Yeah. yeah, right. So when you say we have to shoot, reshoot 80% of the film, oh, 80%, yeah. we have to redo the complete film. There's nothing usable. That's a major financial loss right there. It was poorly uh, advertised and marketed. No marketing. It came out the same time as uh, Endgame or was it Infinity War? Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So, so it's more than just we recast it, Harrison it, Ford. But th- right. that, that was the first one. That was the fir- before anything else happened. That's what pissed people off first. You yeah, can't right. recast Han Solo. Han Solo's Harrison Ford. You can't do it. That pissed people off. Then you have the people from The Last Jedi who has, has uh, who was it? McGee. Ryan McGee. You people who complained about Last Jedi who said, I'm not going to go see Solo. This falls on you as much as anybody else. And right, because so that was in the same time frame. That's right. Okay, it I was remember. Five, five months later. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. Five months, right? December to May. And, and we like ahead. to pretend that all of us are that everyone that goes to see a Star Wars movie is like us. Yeah, no, not it's, it's not, not happening. No, you wouldn't believe the amount of people that you read online who did not know that Rogue One was not Star Wars Episode Eight. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right out of the gate, you know you've already messed up the timeline because some of your audience is going into this movie thinking they're going to see Ray and it's not. And how did the Death Star come back? And then you throw another movie out the last jet and then you throw a fourth movie solo and you, it sounds silly, but there are people who are like, we don't understand what is going on here. Hey, the timeline confuses the four of us right here. Brent always says, the timeline, the timeline. I can't keep up with the timeline. And Brent's on a Star Wars podcast. And you think of all the people. If I said to my daughter, Emily, hey, Emily, we're going to go see this movie. She'd be like, where it, which one is this? The, the, mm-hmm. she, she would have no idea. She'd be like, what do you mean? That happened here, but it's filmed 40 years later. It's, you, people don't get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I, I would say Solo, Alfie hit on a ton of good points right there. It, it, it it was doomed from the beginning. And I, you know what? After watching it a few times, I really, I really kind of like it. I mean, I, I like do. it. <laughs> it's a fun little movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. not everything has to be so dramatic and mean so much. It was a fun little movie about Solo. Yeah. I would love for it to be a Disney Plus series and see where oh. it goes from there. I'd love for it to get a sequel. Yep. Guys, I'm actually going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to duck out because my spare bedroom of my house is down here. My mother-in-law is here right now because I'm going to a wedding tomorrow. So I am going to have to duck out. But, no, uh, you man, go, you guys are absolutely, I, I, I love the topic of this and the, the bigger picture of Star Wars. And I wanted to say too, I think one thing that also hurt Solo is a lot of the same fans that were going to go see Solo also saw Infinity War and how big of a scale Infinity War was. And then, you know, they they wanted that same scale with Solo, which Solo has aged well, in my opinion. I mean, mm-hmm. I like I like Solo too. Um, 
and yeah, I think it's it's tough. I think that's it's one tough. thing that that's hurting Star Wars with us as fans is we saw Infinity War and we saw Endgame. We want a Star Wars version of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Nick. Hey, D. Now you're sorry, wrestling sorry, go. D. Oh, yeah. you, you go ahead and take off, brother. We appreciate yeah. it. Go Phillies. Yeah, it was, good, it was good talking to you guys tonight. I'm hoping it brings good vibes to me. May the force be with the Phillies. I'm hoping it happens. We're at the bottom of the six. We're down 2-1. Hopefully, we're talking about a win uh, when I talk to you guys later. You got all right. it, brother. Be good. All right, guys. Yep. Nick, go ahead. You're conjuring up all these memories of going to see, which came out first, Last Jedi or Infinity War? I'd have to look and see. Last Jedi came out in December of 20, let's see, 2015, 2016, December of 2017, right? So Infinity War came out before that. And then Solo came out May of 2018. Okay. Infinity War was April 27, 2018. Okay, yeah. So... All I know is that was a dark movie going time for Nick. Since we're talking about the 10 year gap that since Disney had it, there was like a five to 10 month stretch where every character you've ever loved is evaporating on the screen (laughs) in front of you. And you're like, we, this, this has got to stop. Every character I love is either, you know, flaking away into dark snow or evaporating into the air. I I know you're going to find this really, really hard to believe. But I seriously sat in the parking lot for probably 15, 20 minutes after Infinity War. Wow. Just like, oh, was, yeah. What the F just <laughs> happened? Yep. I felt the same way, Alfie. And I sat there and I watched it and I went, So when's the next one coming out? Because we got to figure, like, yeah. that was, yeah. that's how I knew it was good. Cause I was like, Well, I got to see what happens now. Like, <clears throat> where, where they got to get them back, right? Like, there's no way that they just killed off t'challa now you know like come on like what the now i know they're different movies okay but they're different franchises but it's the same feeling you had the last jedi come out come out that was the first star wars movie i'd ever seen anything any star wars content that i i had ever seen and as the credits rolled i really had no feeling about what happened next yeah so okay so joe let me ask you now for you would know this too seeing empire when it came out Mm -hmm. it left you on a cliffhanger of are they gonna get him back what like wait it's done like what like and that made you the good guys didn't win yeah i well one you you didn't know if darth Vader was really his father or was a lie yeah right Two, you didn't know if Han Solo was ever coming back. Um, yeah, so uh, you know, you, you just saw all the heroes lose. Everything bad that could happen was happening. Yeah, I mean, I, I still Luke remember lost I was, this lightsaber. Yep, I think. Well, I was what nine? I was nine, and I sat there and I was just like, "Wait a minute!" For the last three years, all I've thought about it was Star Wars Part Two, right? And I get there and I'm like, "Holy crap!" everything that you love everybody's either getting taken away losing you know nothing good just happened right there your whole world was turned over from it uh but yeah i was just like and we knew at that time another movie was going to come they said it was a trilogy by that time so you're sitting there going what's going to happen are we going to find out if darth vader's dad are we going to find out if han comes back blah 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 i mean it was crazy 
the whole time seeing that movie, and I was very little the first time I saw it, but it gives you this sense of if they just get back together, you get the gang back together, it's going to be okay. If Luke can get to Bespin, it's going to be okay. Lando says we can save Han Solo. It's going to be okay. And it's never okay until that ending. And it's the flip of there's no metal ceremony like the first movie, but that scene of Leia and Luke and the droids, you know, looking at that new star, you need to get that feeling of it is really going to be okay. In the next movie, it's going to be okay. Yep. So this is where it's taken a, a while for me to think about it. But now as we've talked about this all the way through, I was talking with a guy the other day and we were talking about something totally unrelated, but he was talking about like, why do people promote and get bought into things? And he was talking about like, they get, whether it's a restaurant, a movie, whatever it is, people will promote things that are, and get excited about things that are new, noteworthy or novel. Mm -hmm. Like it's gotta be one of those three things, right? So like a new hope comes out, it's brand new. We never seen anything like this. It's amazing. Empire comes out. It's not necessarily new, but it's noteworthy because, oh my gosh, it's amazing. By the time you get to Empire or Return of the Jedi, wow, it's novel now. Like these are characters. We love them. We've got them. And he was talking about how major brands will fail because they just start living in this idea of like, if we just build it, then people will come. Right. So they, they don't focus on any of those three. And so reality is, you know, I'm wondering if Disney Star Wars could be, could be, blanketed in this idea of like well if we build the star wars movie people will come watch it like they'll just come see it you know kind of thing so like it's got star wars on it so we'll get all the people that have loved it before but like last jedi it wasn't new it wasn't you know necessarily novel because they totally departed from anything that was star wars up to that point and it wasn't noteworthy because to your point like you can't really quantify it, but none of us were like, so wait, Luke Skywalker's dead. So like, why do I, like, what's going to happen now? You know, where right. do we go from here? And so it's just kind of this idea of like, well, just, we slap Star Wars on it and people will just keep coming because that's what it is. The, you know, and people will say one of the biggest problems with, you know, everyone complains about there wasn't a coherent like story through the three. Sure. I get that. Yeah. You know, but Think about this. The, the whole premise of The Last Jedi was Rey and Kylo can't fight each other because they have a connection, right? That's the whole thing in the movie. They never fight each other again. But then in the next movie, The Rise of Skywalker, all they do is fight each other. Yeah. You can even carry the theme like from one movie to the next of your two major characters. They fight like three times in The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I, uh, I really wish that. I think it might be good to reach out to Star Wars fans as a community, and have people write in and give their theories on this, and just put it into a book. Because could you imagine all if you take everybody's thoughts and theories from all this, put it in, and and, and none of us are connected. And what if we're all coming in with these same thoughts and these same ideas about? that group of movies right there and again my criticism comes from a love of star wars yep, i passion. bought into the sequel trilogy 100 my children were small you know my daughter now three years old we loved 
Ray as a character. She is a great character. Finn is a great character. Kylo Ren Ben Solo is a great character. It just, you never carried a consistent, there wasn't, you know, a Luke Skywalker from beginning to end. I get what you're trying to flip the script on these characters. I get that. Mm-hmm. But at some point, there has to be some consistency and you have to have an envision of where the character's going. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. And and speaking of consistency, I will say this. Rule the Galaxy has been fairly consistent. 177 episodes. I think I said 178 earlier. 177 episodes. And boys, we've been going for a long time. We've hit a little bit of everything. So we're going to wrap this one up now that D-Doc's off watching the Phillies. And I got to go check on the, the missus who wasn't feeling well earlier. So I need to make sure she's doing all right. And it's been a long night. And I can't thank you guys enough for hopping in here. Uh, the, the listeners, the fans, the followers, we appreciate it. Nick, it, having Nick back tonight was great. Being back in the pilot seat tonight was awesome uh, to, to have you guys back. I, I miss Brent. Brent, if you're out listening, love you, buddy. Wish you could have been here. Uh, but the rest of the group is here. Having Jack Harvey as a guest earlier was awesome. Um, I don't know how I'm going to mix this show up. For those of you listening, it's either going to be one show or two shows, but you'll know by the time you get to this part. Um, but Alfie, as always, bringing the book of Alfie. Any closing thoughts from either one of you guys? Man, it was great to be back, Joe. Seriously, glad to be on, and thanks for uh, thanks for not giving up on me. Nick, you're one of the you're one of the people in the world I would never give up on. Too too good, just too good. It's good having Nick Shesky in your life. Um, Alfie, how about you? Any closing thoughts? Um, yeah, I can't wait to see where this Andor goes. I hope I want this show to make me eat crow so bad. <laughs> and you know, yeah, it's great having Nick back. Uh, can't wait till we all get together again. We will. We need. We, will, we need a convention. We need a toy thing. Something to go to. We do. Something. We need to get. Need to get together. Uh, a movie watch. Uh, a roundtable. Something like that. I don't know. We'll figure that out. But you guys are the best. D Doc, awesome as well. Go Phillies. Uh, until next time, we've got uh, Rule of the Galaxy SW on Twitter and Instagram, Rule of the Galaxy Podcast on TikTok, Rule of the Galaxy on Facebook, YouTube, um, just Rule of the Galaxy, all caps, one word, on Etsy.com. Go buy some of our gear. Laura Burton will take care of you. Hey, it's been fun. It's been great. And until next week, may the force be with you. Mm-hmm.